In six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We hear in today's first reading the commandments given uh, after the exodus from Egypt. Let's not forget there was an earlier command, though. The command given by our Lord before the fall. In Genesis chapter 2, the Lord God then took the man and settled him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. In other words, work was a command even before the fall. Of course, after the fall, work became a little bit more difficult. We see in Genesis chapter 3, God says, Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat its fruit all the days of your life. And then just two verses later, By the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread. And so work became more, more arduous. It became challenging. As we know, sometimes we can't find work or our work ends up being fruitless in times of famine, in times of pestilence. Yet work always has in it, or has the opportunity in it, for you and for me to reflect the goodness, the creativity of God. Only God can create ex nihilo, from nothing. But God shares with you and me the ability to make work something that is, well, filled with God's glory, something that reflects his goodness, truth, and beauty, something that is creative, that is productive for the work of God in general in regards to salvation and for the support of uh, our family. Today we continue our homily series by speaking about St. Joseph, model of workers, or the other translation, model of artisans. Work sometimes is drudgery, I admit this, but sometimes it is simply a work of art, as they say. Notice, for example, this altar. It was ordered from a catalog back in the 1920s, the De Prado catalog, but in its original state, the marble, the Carrera marble, came from a mountain. It's something I'd encourage parents, look this up on the internet and show pictures to your children. But you can see the mountains and the quarries are literally cut into the mountain. And so dark weathered rock, as soon as it's cut in and harvested, you see the pristine white marble with the little veins of black in it. It's a very fine uh, crystal marble, unlike the kind in Greece, which is a little bit more flecky. This is the best, Carrera marble. And notice it took thinking, the Romans figured out how to do this with pouring, drilling holes and pouring water uh, into the holes after they had put in uh, little wedges of wood and of course the wood expanded, cracked the stone because they didn't want to use fire. They used fire in other situations to crack the stone. You don't want to do that to marble. And then it took creativity to shape this. The little leaves, as you notice, the little decorations, the Bernini-style curved column on uh, the very small baldacchino. That is showing forth not only skill, 
but the goodness, truth, and beauty of God. Now I grant that not all the work we do looks like that. However, all of our work, when it is something that isn't evil, even if it is difficult, arduous, or not very beautiful, can still be done for the glory of God. St. Joseph is the model. Why? Because he literally worked for our Lord. And he worked for the honor and support of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which of course, she, of course, is the type of the church. We are working for God. We're working, hopefully, to support the church. We're working to support our families. We're working to support our vocation. This is why we work. So often the world works for the weekend, works for a little bit extra fun, works sometimes for luxury items, works uh, in order to retire early. Sometimes people work for pleasure. In other words, not because they enjoy work, sometimes people do, but because they can't wait for the paycheck to supply them with whatever is supporting their pleasure of choice. And brothers and sisters, we can elevate work. We are meant to still cultivate and care for the creation given to us. And we can improve upon stone and metal and upon other items. By our energy, both mental and physical, we are able to transform and add value to things and have these things show forth the glory of God. Even things that we might not really think are that glorious. Right now is the season of what? Taxes. We're preparing for taxes. I willingly, joyfully, give someone else money to help them make sure that I don't pay Caesar too much. Because even though I owe Caesar something, I don't want to overpay. And I willingly give a little over 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Please take these numbers that I've accumulated, do something with them so that I don't have to pay too much. This is good work. It is work that needs to occur. And it is work that, when done, of course, with honesty, with integrity, it does build up the kingdom of God. Because even Jesus says, render unto God what is God, what is God's, and unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Whatever work we do, whether it's going to be noticeable like this beautiful edifice, or something that only God sees, we can be like Saint Joseph and do this work for our families and for God. We can do this work to build up the kingdom of God. And if something seems like it is merely done out of obedience, then we do it in imitation of Christ, whose last work was the work of our salvation, carrying that wood up Calvary, that instrument of torture that was transformed into our salvation. My brothers and sisters, Joseph taught Jesus his trade. Joseph was identified as a carpenter in the Greek. Techne could mean any kind of a mechanic of sorts, but of course by tradition as a carpenter. And in the Gospel of Matthew, it's almost viewed as a derisive, it's viewed almost as in some derisive way. Is not he, Jesus, the son of the carpenter? In fact, in another Gospel, I believe it's Mark, 
it's like Jesus is identified, is he not a carpenter? Joseph taught Jesus his trade, as would have been the tradition from time immemorial that the father trained the son in his way of life. Let us make sure that we are training our children, not so much in the specific thing that we do, but training them to see work as building up the kingdom of God, as glorifying God, as participating in God's creative ability so that we can show forth his glory. When we do our work for the glory of God, the support of our family, and for good causes, we end up being like someone who is working for just beyond ourselves. In the letter to the Philippians, Paul says, the one, may the one who has begun the good work in you bring it to completion. We are allowing God to work in us by our humble obedience, by our service, by our productivity. In Colossians, we'll conclude with this, St. Paul says, whatever you do, do from the heart as for the Lord.